Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, we're catching up on all of the news that we haven't talked about in the last couple of weeks, including some family featurettes, uh, Ghostbusters 2, the score album uh, being delayed, uh, some merchandise stuff, a whole lot of fun. Then we're also going to be talking about the Hughes and Thrall demo that was done for the original Ghostbusters film. And if you're a fan of the Marvel movies, you might know, stick around until the end, because uh, there might be a little surprise waiting for you at the end of the show. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Handed it off to the girl, uh, become Stargirl. And then they made the TV show out of it. And then they get the second seat. And, and great, because they kind of TV reinterpret, bring back the, the sure, Justice Society. Yeah. They reference the original old Justice Society, and everybody's like, yay! And then she kind of rebuilds her own, which is sort of like the comic sort of not. It's, yay! And then second season, it's like, uh, yeah, what is it with the Wilson brothers, by the way? It just occurred to me. Comic nerds? What the hell? <laughs> Luke went with DC and Owen went with Marvel. Oh man, Thanksgiving's going to be really uncomfortable. I know that's yeah, uh, uh, opposite ends but, of the table here. But yeah. anyways, yeah. So the trailer reveals that Shade shows up in the second season, and I'm just as a fan of that that Starman run, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. So I'm just nice. it's been a good day. I didn't yeah, realize it was a Picard one. I got yeah, Picard trailer. Uh, you know, no, uh, no huge spoilers because we know he's coming. But Q shows up in it, and I, I did that same sort of gleeful manic right. <laughs> that you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good day. And uh, and then to top it off, Thomas uh, renamed the bug-eyed monster the bug-eyed ghost. So. Oh, what is his name for him? Yeet yo eye. Eat yo eye. No, yeet yeet yeet. Oh, okay. as in yeet yeet. That's pretty good. That's better. I mean, uh, Hazel's uh, Steve Danvers, the translator, is still. I'm kind of. I don't know where that came from. Uh, but uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Well, hey, hey, everybody, welcome to the Crossrip. As, as we're talking talk. about Star Girl and Star Trek and Loki and all of these things, and everybody's like, "Are we listening to Yes Have Some?" Nah, <laughs> it rubs off on us a little bit. We get to talk to the YHS guys, and then we're like, "What are we, we can talk like about other things?" things. But there's plenty of Ghostbuster stuff to talk about. That is for sure. And I know if you're tuning in, you're you're chomping at the bit saying, why have you guys not talked about blank? Uh, And fear not, we will be talking about it uh, this week. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to spoil Loki episode two. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. No, just kidding. Here we go with the news. Hey, guys. Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris. Well, uh, happy 32nd birthday to Ghostbusters 2. Uh, that's mm-hmm. as we record uh, today on Wednesday. It is the actual anniversary. Actual but as, anniversary. As you listen to this on Monday, you'll be like, that's old news, gentlemen. Uh, but I figured we should mark it just to, to have, have raise the glass and, and say happy birthday, uh, happy 32nd birthday. You don't look a day over 25 okay. uh, to Ghostbusters 2. Um, uh, we have some classic uh, original Ghostbusters stuff uh, to, to talk about, but I kind of want to dive into the afterlife stuff first, if you're okay with that, Chris. Sure. So uh, because – and I think that's what everybody is, is – very anxiously awaiting. We're all so excited. Ghostbusters Day is in the rear view mirror. Uh, for all the people that were looking forward to a trailer, don't worry, it's coming. Just stay calm. 
Uh, but we did end up getting a featurette right after we did our live stream with YHS uh, and talked about everything that happened on Ghostbusters Day. Uh, they kept the the party uh, going like for days. There was the mm-hmm. uh, some some home entertainment stuff. Uh, they put up some some sales on all of the classic uh, uh, Ghostbusters yep. on on uh, video on demand uh, on Amazon. One of the best deals I've seen on a real Ghostbusters set in ever like 20 bucks for a hundred episodes, uh, even though it's not complete. I mean, that's still crazy. That's such a great deal. Um, but this past the proton pack featurette came out and I feel like I wish that would have come out for us to talk about on, on that crossover we did with uh, yes, have some, because it was great. It was such a, it was such a wonderful featurette. It's an interview with Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman. And as, as we've come to understand, this was supposed to be released last Ghostbusters day. Um, and for obvious reasons, the movie delay, uh, COVID, everything that was going on, uh, June of last year, it was delayed, uh, to, to this year, but, um, some new shots in there, uh, some fun things where we're getting to see just the, the heads or the tails of shots in the trailer that we haven't seen before. So, mm-hmm. uh, Phoebe goes down into that underground, uh, secret lab and we see that her mother is in there with her. Oh, fun. I want to know more about that scene. Yep. Um, and some Easter eggs, including in that scene, uh, I think it was Jason at Ghostbusters News pointed out that there was a Cheez-It uh, box uh, sitting on one of the desks in the background. Uh, so s- somebody in there loved his junk food still. Huh? <laughs> um, but just I don't want to... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, I wanted to get your impressions of it because it was just a wonderful and a very heartfelt interview with the Reitmans uh, talking about how it was a family film. But what, what were your impressions of that featurette? It was, it was good. Uh, I liked it. And actually I noticed a couple of the shots were recycled from, um, uh, that Sony video that came out. Yeah. They're three or four weeks back there. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was, it was very much, a uh, I don't know, a Sony state of the union video that they kind of yeah, put they've out. They've done the a world. couple of those. Like they did one where it's like, here's our commitment to, uh, you know, the, the, the 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 better the world at large there was that video then there was also the the video that we did talk about with yes have some where they talked about the behind the scenes of yeah. um of of ghostbusters using that spatial reality uh screen yeah. but the but that initial that that sony one um uh, whatever it was for had a couple of shots like uh what do you call it video alley or whatever, uh, Jason, uh, sitting a video village. All, yeah. Video village. Yeah. Video, 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 alley. I like video alley. Why is it not video alley? I like that a whole lot better. Video cul-de-sac. Um, <laughs> I guess it's really depends on where you set it up and how easy to get is to get to it. But, and, um, and do you have a wall of monitors on either side? Then you got a video <laughs> alley. That's how it goes. There you go. Um, and, and we tend to try not to speculate, but, um, the background, a couple of those shots looks like, um, I don't know, kind of temple-esque. Does that make any sense? Yeah, there's there's one that's kind of temple-esque. There's one that's very clearly that um, industrial area that we see in the trailer where yep. Jason Reitman's uh, uh, title card comes up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, what we say recycled, but it's probably they pulled from whatever the EPK clips yes. are that are you know currently Sorry. available that, that, that Jason Reitman has approved because he doesn't want anything out in the wild. <laughs> So yeah. whoever's cutting all these pieces is like, well, we have the same five minutes of footage that Jason will let us use. I guess let's just go with that. <laughs> so I, uh, what we take away from that again, uh, one fits in with what we've seen before. So it looks like what little we know that the kids try and chase down Muncher, uh, ultimately includes going into that. I think the very first teaser we got, didn't we see Muncher kind of. And we saw like a, a suggestion of them yeah, floating in the, in, in the industrial, the industrial space. space. Yeah. Now we see, uh, we got names now. We see podcasts. So we see Logan Kim in there with uh, talk. So we know the kids probably end up, uh, going after them at some point. Uh, and then, like I said, the big question mark, and it's not even much of a question mark. I, I don't think it's too huge of a, a leap to say that anytime you're going to enter a mind owned by the Shandor, uh, corporation, it's not going to be a little weird if it's culty temple down there. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering yeah. if maybe that's what we got a sneak peek at. I'm not going to put any money on it. I'm not going to speculate too much, but that's kind of the impression. And frankly, good enough. 
here's, yeah. here's your June ration, Chris. Excellent. I'll see you in July. We're only a few months away. I feel, yeah, for, for all the people that were really uh, bent out of shape that there was no trailer, we got those images that showed us a lot of really great stuff. Uh, yeah. We've now gotten this featurette that just gives you a, a hint, just a little bit uh, to keep you going. Um, I, I I am in the camp firmly where that's what I want. Like, I don't want a full three-minute trailer that, that shows me all of these things where it's like, oh, I wish they would have saved that, or oh, I wish I wouldn't have known that going in, or... Yeah. At, at least if if we're going to get hit with that trailer and we're going to have to talk about it here on the show, that's kind of the burden of podcasting, honestly. Yeah. But uh, when we do get that trailer, I hope it's a lot closer to the actual release so that at least it's like, oh, it's fresh in my mind and I'm going into the movie. And it's as opposed to now I sit and I think about it and I dwell on it for five months. Uh, yeah. That's that's always the hardest part. And then you start speculating. You try not to speculate and then you build your own <laughs> headcanon and it, it just it's bad. I uh... I was thinking about this the other day, like really, we talked a lot about how it, uh, in the old days, you used to tie an onion to your belt. Ash Back in the, the day, in our day, um, Ghostbusters 3 was coming in 1993. And <laughs> Patrick swore. See, anyways. Um, <laughs> Patrick swore. Little, little deep cut there. That's uh, a deep cut. The trailer's going to be a Comic-Con. 2005. Patrick, Patrick swore it was happening, and then he swore at us. Yes, um, correct. Um, you know, we talk about how, you know, we didn't really get to talk about it. We only found out little bits and pieces in, like, Starlog, and it occurred to me the other day, even this this urge for a trailer, and demand for a trailer and all that, I kind of miss the way it used to be, which was you got your trailer sometimes at the theater, uh, as is usual, as is typical. Not always, but, uh, I mean, even now... Back then, it was kind of a weird, random thing, right? Like, they'd get the movies in, and they'd get the trailers, and then the the, the cinemas kind of yeah. paired them up, sort of. Now, there's, like, a plan. Like, if you're getting this movie, then you're going to get this trailer in front of it. and all. It was, ah. But what it occurred to me is, like, when Ghostbusters came out, what I saw of it was the 30 seconds on TV. That's it. And yeah. that was three weeks before the movie came out, two weeks. Like, really, it was, here it comes. Here it I, is. I, yeah, I mean, it there would it be, goes. I remember that for Ghostbusters 2, I saw the trailer in front of, it was something in 88, and I can't remember what movie it was now, but we saw the trailer, like, oh my God, another Ghostbusters movie, it's finally, like, you know, but yeah. you're an eight-year-old kid, uh, that's your first, <laughs> your first exposure to something is coming. And then you're right. There was nothing until Entertainment Tonight had a spot, uh, a behind-the-scenes spot, which was usually only a couple of weeks out from the movie release because obviously they want to get you hyped up for it uh, in a timely fashion, and they don't want you to forget about it. So it was always Entertainment Tonight, uh, Hollywood one-on-one with Scott Patrick would yep. do his junket interviews, and then and that was the movie. And it, I know that we have a different news cycle and I, I, I know I don't want to be the old man yelling at the cloud where it's just like, <laughs> I can't, it was in my day, it was so much better. But there also was something to be said for you got the one thing you waited and then you saw the movie and, and there was not this like uh, constant need to feed the machine and the constant, um, I, entitlement is not the right word for this, but it kind no. of does feel like entitlement. Like people are like, where's my trailer? Like you don't, you don't get a trailer. Maybe you don't get another trailer. What do you, what do you yeah. mean my trailer? Um, my we wife. deserve this trailer. Well, no. What if you just go <laughs> no. see the movie and enjoy yeah. the movie? Uh, my wife often, when we sit down to watch a movie, I'll cycle through it. And I have a vague sense of what a lot of the movies are. You know, I've probably even seen the trailer. I was like, I suggest things like, how about we watch this? She's like, oh, great. And then she covers her eyes because she doesn't even want to see the, like the brief synopsis yeah. on the streaming. She's just, you pick. It, it sounds great. Let's go. Like, she just wants to know nothing. She literally wants to be dropped into the middle of a movie. Well, and not middle, what, but I, and dropped it's into such the an waters. Amazing and, like, I, uh, for the longest time before I started writing books on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, I refused to watch the trailers for the MCU movies because it was just... When I went and saw the original Iron Man, I had only seen that first trailer and it was awesome. And and past that point, 
uh, I didn't want to know anything else about him. Going into the movies, yeah. it was great just not knowing anything uh, and and being surprised and and not having the jokes ruined by the timing of a trailer and and little things like that. But I have a sneak. I have a theory. I don't want to diverge too much, and I know we got to get to some other stuff yeah. here. But I have a theory that what we've mistaken as adulthood. And kind of like vague cynicism that we don't fall in love with movies quite as hard as we did when we were kids. I'm now suspicious that perhaps the way media kind of front loads us on movies is also yeah. partially to blame for that. Because yeah. going back to, to Maria, I mean, Maria is, I've married my wife who's my age. She is an adult woman. And I do things like, have you heard about Baby Driver? It's Edgar Wright. It's awesome. He thinks out all his stuff. Like, there's going to be so much cinema. I've seen the trailer. Watch this. Watch this car chase thing in the trailer. Oh my god! And she's like, "Okay, Here's let's a go see it." Clip that they just released on IGN. You got to watch this. Yeah. We no no, and I don't, I don't make her watch it. I'm just like, it, it's really good. I mean, it's the Shaun of the Dead guy. I got to go see it. Let's go see it. She's like, "Okay, sounds great." And I'm like, "It's all very musical and all." She's like, "I it sounds good. Let's go." So we go, and I come out going, "Yeah, that's a great Edgar Wright movie." But it's me walking out as an adult going, I, I saw the thing I wanted and I liked it. Yeah. She flipping fell in love with that movie. She's like, can right. we get it? Like, we got to buy it. We've got, can we watch it again? And that's not the only time that's happened. And like I said, I think, I think her whole approach of, I want the movie to surprise me entirely is, is part of it. I mean, we can only do so much with the fact that we're, we've seen the previous Ghostbusters. We're kind of front loaded for what a Ghostbusters yeah. movie is. But yeah, there's a good reason why, you know, we've, we've promised to try to avoid super spoilers and leaks and stuff like that. Cause yeah, I think that, that hell, even if you want everything that comes out, I think it's everybody's benefit that we try. And we're saying this on the heels of. <sighs> I saw a sh- uh, there was a blurry background behind Jason in video. <laughs> Video uh, Avenue, Alley. yeah. Video Highway, and uh, <laughs> I think that was a video store in my town. Actually, Video Highway. But anyways, um, yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've heard I that analogy. A, a like, it's it's kind of like your uh, your graduation day or your wedding day. That's what a lot of people have started comparing movies to. That where it's like, oh, for your whole life, you're building up to your graduation day. Oh, I'm in junior high school, and oh, this sucks. But as soon as I graduate from high school, that's when my life begins. And oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna show all of you guys when I graduate from high school. I'm gonna make my life something different. Ah, oh, when I graduate from high school, and then you get to your graduation day, and it's sort of like. Oh, that was it. That's yeah. that's what graduation was. I've built it up this for the last twelve years. Yeah, uh, and that's all that it. But if if something comes out of the blue and it surprises you and it sweeps you off your feet, it's it's kind of romantic. It's uh, the movie comes out of nowhere and it's not something you've been building up and and the publicity the publicity department has been trying to spoon feed you little things here and there to make sure that you're still interested and and that they've focus grouped and they've been checking it and making sure that if they send this trailer out that everybody's going to go see the movie in July when they think they're going to go see the movie. Like it's all so calculated and over such a long duration of time that, yeah, I I'm, I'm with Maria. Like if we could go back to that, I'm going to go see a movie. Yeah. And I have no idea what it is. Do you, do you remember going to the movie theater with no agenda to see a movie? You just go and be like, well, we're going to go see a movie. What movie? I don't know. We'll see what's playing. And you would go and at the yeah. f- six theater multiplex, you'd be like, Oh, that's right. I forgot that that movie's out. Let's go see that. And then you go see it and yeah, it was a yep. surprise. Um, I, um, <sighs> I remember, yeah, back in the day, I remember in university I had a, a, a rough week and I only, I had not seen much about it. Maybe again, like flashes on TV and stuff like that, but I knew, uh, Mel Brooks was, had made a, uh, a Dracula spoof. <laughs> And I, Peter McNichol was in it. Yeah. I told my, I told, I told my buddy Taylor, I'm like, I want to go see the movie. And he's like, ah, no, I don't want to. I'm kind of broke. Save money. I was like, I will buy your ticket. Let's go see a movie, please. And we went inside and he continues to like, uh, lambaste me for that movie. But I think time's proven wrong. That is a Mel Brooks classic. It is. It's a fun uh, movie. It's not his best, but it's a fun movie. It's not his best, but it's fun. But yeah, but that was exactly what it was. It was like, I need to go see a movie. And I went and it was there and you know, I went in and I was like, perfect. I've done that before. I saw seven that way. I had no idea what seven was like literally had very little idea what seven was. And then just happened to be, you know, at loose ends at West Edmonton Mall. 
And so I'm like, I'm gonna go see oh, Seven. Go see movie. Yeah. And and actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I mean, I'm not. There's a reason why this is the Ghostbusters podcast and not me running some sort of weird uh, <laughs> Seven David Fincher <laughs> podcast. But um, I remember the like the end credits, opening credits, the st- the super stylized opening credits, and then like the running backwards uh, end credits, like just stuff like that. I came out. Yeah. That was awesome. I had no idea. I think I don't you know, and I guys. have effectively <laughs> talked ourselves out of doing a podcast until November. Is that what maybe. just happened here? Well, no, thanks everybody we'll... for joining us. That is the <laughs> end of this podcast. No, we got lots of merch stuff to do and we'll yeah, keep, um, we, we may have talked ourselves out of looking at the trailer, to be honest. I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of tough because that's, there's a part of me that wants to see that trailer because we've been waiting so long for for a, or, a number of years to see an, another Ghostbusters trailer. But at the same time, it's like, I yeah. just want to go in blind to that movie and just enjoy it. At a minimum, really I may, I may, we may have talked ourselves out of dissecting it too. That may be, may be it. Yeah. Honestly, I think, I think, um, I don't know. You and I will have to have an ongoing discussion. We'll have to, we'll have to and actually I would, I would open it up to the forum here. Like, I know that people are like, well, I want to hear your breakdown of the trailer. There, there's, I've seen threads on GB fans where it's like, I need to uh, join a podcast where they dissect every episode of Extreme Ghostbusters. It's like, well, we could do that, um, but we're also doing things. We're bouncing things around on the the Deke Peaks, and it's sort of like, yeah. If if you want a dissection of the trailer, we'll figure something out. We'll find a way to do it. But if you're yeah. in that same same camp as we are, where it's like, maybe I don't want to. Maybe I just want to watch the trailer and enjoy it and then try to like, uh, neuralize myself and forget that I saw it. We can totally do that too. Um, so, well, so uh, far, yeah, tell us. you know, the Reitmans have been pretty good. Uh, and I'm assuming it's them, you know, some sort of steady hand with, uh, Sony, uh, still go off the rails that Sony PR goes. Nope. We yeah. gotta put the ghost and the secret reveal of Vigo in there to get people into <laughs> theaters, and that's yes, it. All yeah. goes, and 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 everybody objected, but they just went ahead and did it and anyway. It, it and goes that's off how the, rails. the relationship between the studio and the filmmakers crumbled to dust. Um, but I, yeah, I, think I don't know. So yeah. far, they've pretty decently. Like, let's be honest. When there's a new trailer, what are we going to see? It, it's the same as it always is. It's going to be the teaser with some of the key points fleshed out a bit more. Yeah, just that, that extra bit of hype. And not I'm sure that they're not going to tilt their hand too much with no. with as careful and measured as they've been this entire time. Yeah. Like I don't think I I, I the podcast bet they're not going to put any any hint of what the OG original uh, Ghostbusters mm. part is in it at all. Yeah, if I think if he anything, said, just a hero shot or one one line, your Chewie were home is going to be the extent of what you get. Yeah, probably. I've heard people yeah. talk about that. I sus- They kind of laid the groundwork with that chunk of video on uh, the internet, on the laptop there from the 80s. Right. I'm wondering if that might not be something that expands out too, because that's perfect. You can still reference the original Ghostbusters in the context of the original movies. And play and into maybe, that mystique in the the universe yeah, too. Give yeah, a, give a little, you know, maybe it's, you know, uh, a newscast, where are they now sort of thing, or some hint of something that happened that, you know, just like if the news was, we never saw it, but what if the news covered you know, the city suing them and stuff like that. Like they just, uh, you know, there could be, that, that could be something too. Like they could literally take the Ghostbusters two reference of being sued by the city from the first one. And just, you know, it's now, now we're watching the 1985 television <laughs> clip on YouTube current of, affair. Yeah. of them referencing it. And that's another way to kind of, you know, or something after Ghostbusters two that hints that, yeah, you know where things went. Them, yeah, and totally. we get super excited about it, and then they still never reveal what well, the the principals are doing in the movie. Yeah, I think that I think that's the way to do it. And 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 if you're trying to avoid those moments being spoiled for you, this past the proton pack featurette, it it does it really well because it doesn't yeah. spoil anything. It's nope. it's very harmless. Uh, so if you're if you're trying to be totally spoiler free, and you've actually been skipping over this to avoid us talking about it. You're still safe uh, watching that uh, that featurette. So how did we end up here? 
Well, yeah, we started with the featurette and we ended up. Ah, that's what we do here on the crossroad. I guess that's true. Poor Ross May, our, our buddy Ross May, we recorded something with him for a, a future podcast a couple days ago, and I don't think he knew what he was in for. Where <laughs> no. he's like, "Okay, gentlemen, let's stay on task," and you and I are like, "Let's talk about <laughs> the Mandalorian." <laughs> um, he, yeah, a couple of times he was like, "Okay, well, we got a lot to go through," and I'm like, "Oh move no." You, uh, you forgot who we are. <laughs> well, here, let me channel my inner Ross, and okay. we got a lot to go through, so we're going to keep sure. going. Yeah. Uh, we need to we need to spend a good chunk of time talking about our buddy John Yurkaba, who had also his own featurette come out yes. shortly on the heels of that Pass the Proton Pack featurette. Um, a very awesome kind of like process featurette that shows him uh, drawing the uh, the illustration that he did for the um, Ghostbusters Day t-shirts, which are up on sale still at the Ghostbusters.com uh, official shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do it, do it now because as you, you listen to this, we're getting close to the so. end of yeah. June. Yeah. So if you want any of those uh, shirts uh, from the uh, four artists that did them, go go do that now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just good to see John. I'm sure John's heart was already bursting after Ghostbusters Day and then for this featurette to come out and all of the the well-deserved praise and the attention that John is getting, uh, I'm uh, just so happy for the dude. So um, I'm glad glad to have seen that. And again, it's another look. The official Ghostbusters uh, page is putting stuff out and it's, it's fan-oriented, but it's a professional fan who has turned his passion into something uh, that he's created and you can, and you can buy uh, through the official website. It's, it's, it's a cool story. You should really go check it out. And uh, just, I, I just want to name drop John cause he's a lovely dude and I love that guy. He's uh yeah, I had a bad joke about he's uh, gunning for not an EGOT. He's going for an Egon. Uh, dad, dad, come on. It's not, um, it's not even a dad joke. It's a lazy dad joke. I got halfway through it. That makes no That makes no gall darn yeah. sense. Moving on. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, just one other thing. Not much to talk about here. Ghostbusters uh, was well represented on Jeopardy. Uh, corporate synergy at its finest. Thank you, Sony Pictures, Home <laughs> Entertainment, and Television uh, Distribution. Uh, Jeopardy had two categories, Ghost and Busters. Um, obviously, all of them were either Ghost. One of the clues was like this. Marvel Comics anti-hero runs around on a motorcycle with a flaming head. Uh, what is Ghost Rider? Anyway, uh, so that was cool to see. <laughs> um, and as we mentioned, home entertainment, some sales are still going on as you listen to this uh, for the original films uh, and real Ghostbusters. Not extreme Ghostbusters, still very curiously absent. Um, and... You know what? I'm going to skip ahead, Chris, uh, before we get mm-hmm. into Hughes and Thrall, the Ghostbusters 2 Randy Edelman score, uh, just to kind of uh, yep. s- settle this. Uh, yes, there was supposed to be an announcement. Yes, we were supposed to be able to pre-order it uh, for Ghostbusters Day. Uh, yes, the world is still a little weird as much as we want to think that things are back to normal. And uh, it was delayed uh, due to COVID production issues. So uh, yeah. it is still coming. Don't don't worry. It has not been canceled. Um, but it's, it's just running a little bit behind my guess is it will probably be here for the holiday season or at least closer to, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife's uh, release. Yeah. Could be, uh, you know, kind of tied into Sony's loose, you know, Halloween co-opting of. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you put that pre-order in on Halloween and you get it uh, the, the first or second week of November. Then you go see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife on yeah. 11-11. And Makes sense. Makes oh, sense. boy. What a fun October, November, December it's going to be. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, for everybody that was really disappointed about that an- announcement, I was there with you because uh, I was ready to have that in my hands. But uh it will be worth the wait. Um, again, one of those things that we never thought would happen. So just... Uh, <laughs> Just, just take it, take the the delay and and uh, take it with a smile. Um, but speaking of music, Chris, this is yeah. kind of the the meat of our discussion at the yep. thirty minute mark. Uh, another Ghostbusters uh, theme song or demo for a theme song, yeah, has been revealed. And it is not one of the ones that we were already familiar with. Uh, this is kind of fun. I love discovering new things about the movie that we love and have dissected now for way too long. Um, so Ray Parker Jr. famously says, uh, when I was handed uh, the Ghostbusters assignment, there had been 80 
or, or no less than 80 attempts at making a theme song for this, and they all failed. Nobody could do it. Part of that is Ray Parker Jr. telling a good story, but part of that is also true. There were not 80, but there were a good handful, maybe uh, less than a dozen of these demos that were created by various people uh, throughout Hollywood, musicians that were trying to take a stab at Ivan Reitman's uh, direction to create a Ghostbusters theme song that incorporated the word Ghostbusters, which is very difficult. And uh, we know one which we've heard in the teaser trailer and we have still not really been able to identify, uh, which is that whoa, 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 Ghostbusters, that one, which for the longest time, I thought that was the Hughes and Thrall track, but that was not the Hughes and Thrall track. They said, no, that's not us. Uh, Then we got a a hint of it in, I think it's called Wild Night which is the track that was on the show West reel that for legal reasons had to be removed on the, the uh, steel book edition. But if you go to YouTube and Twitter and all sorts of places, it keeps popping up. So it, you can find it pretty easily. Spook central Paul's got it. Um, it's kind of a, another bouncy track uh, that didn't really incorporate ghostbusters quite as much. Uh, but when we heard that, we're like, that's the Hughes and thrall song. And uh, Pat Thrall, at some point, somebody sent it to him and he's like, that's not us. That's not our song. Mm. To which everybody, including uh, you and I, we went, what is the Hughes and Thrall song? We know <laughs> that Hughes and Thrall did a demo and we've heard two yep. and and we haven't heard. So what is their track? And and I th- people reached out to them. Uh, they said, nah, we don't have it. It's been lost to the sands of time. Uh, whatever, whatever that demo track is, those... Uh, that reel to reel is just completely uh, mush. Like it's all one piece and there's no way you could ever play it again. Lo and behold, last week, Pat Thrall, who has discovered SoundCloud, <laughs> has been <laughs> uploading rarities, B-sides, uh, demos, all sorts of stuff. And if you're familiar, uh, Hughes and Thrall, friends of Dan Aykroyd, ended up doing some tracks for the Dragnet uh, soundtrack. They are the writers of City of Crime, uh, infamous for Dan Aykroyd and uh, Tom Hanks uh, rapping at the end of, of the Dragnet uh, film. Uh, but they were brought in to do a demo. Uh, and we've heard that, that Ivan Reitman gave one listen to it and said, nope, that's not it. Give me another one. And we've heard it now. And well, we've heard it now. (laughs) I don't, what's the best way to do this, Chris? Do you think I should, should I play just a little snippet of it here? And then a little snippet just in case somebody hasn't heard it. Okay. All right. Very possible that somebody hasn't heard it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're on social media, this was like the talk of social media or Ghostbusters social media last week, but uh, just in case. Run a verse in a chorus there. Yeah. Here's, here's a little bit of it. So I'm not going to lie. There are shades of dragnet already in there. Like I can see the pagans in their sheepskin uh, pants, their their sheep leggings uh, dancing to this song. It to me has a very um, uh, Thomas Dolby's weird science kind of vibe to it. Like you could tell it's from that era of like, you know, a wacky science comedy kind of, um, it's no, it that, is. It's the same tempo, the same energy. Yeah, it has <laughs> that varied tempo where it kind of it 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 
it has that kind of like bouncy pop tempo and yeah. then it sort of breaks down for a second. Then it has the bouncy pop tempo and it, it just doesn't have the flow that the Ray Parker Jr. Song has. It's not the earworm catchy Ray Parker Jr. Song. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but certainly, I mean, different, I can hear it playing over end credits. Yep. I can hear it playing as like a little snippet of a theme song at the beginning of the movie. It's, I can't, it's not yeah. a montage song. It's not something no. that you can set that, that beautiful montage in the middle of the movie to. It's a great little eighties bop. Like I've listened yeah. to it several times and I, it, the OE OEO is very catchy. It gets stuck in your head and all that. But yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, not quite there. And I mean, I don't actually, it's unfair to, to Pat Thrall and, and a uh, partner there that, because we have Ray Parker's juniors, we've internalized it, you know, we've associated with the movie and all that. So kind of like grading on a, on a, on a, you know, terrible curve. Uh, I don't think it's super fair to kind of compare that way, but yeah, he, uh, like I said, I, I'm not trying to diminish it at all by saying it's very weird science esque, like, cause it's, it's what I mean to say is it's a very similar kind of eighties you know, pop track. I don't even know if it yeah, counts I mean, as a it, pop it, track, but you could you could see Hughes and Thrall handing this over to like uh, Morris Day in the Time or something. Like it, it it has that same kind of like energy to it. Where yeah, I think eighty. There's a there's something about the eighties that there was a kind of a a tempo and an energy that was consistent in the eighties that you hear it and you're like, yep. So like you think of like. Uh, uh, Caddyshack and stuff like that again. I mean, that's a very, uh, that's a very different song stylistically, but it's just, it's that same, just driving, <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, spastic on the dance floor kind of, uh, kind of track. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. You see, you see like Robert Downey Jr. Like flailing his arms out to it, uh, during a dance montage kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, <clears throat> the, the funny thing when I listened to this, uh, the, the snarky joke that came into mind was, okay, so Ray Parker Jr.'s song comes out. Uh, Huey Lewis is like, you stole my song. That's, I want a new drug. Uh, I, I could picture if this went from demo to an actual studio recording, um, Prince had he written 1999, uh, prior to this song coming out would have been like, Hey, that, that's my 1999 thing. You stole that from me. Like there would have still been a lawsuit. There still would have been that whole thing that went down. Um, but yeah, I think it's, again, you're right. It's indicative of just the, the music from the eighties and what was popular. And this, this is kind of that sort of alt pop, uh, new, not, I don't want to say new wave cause it's not quite new wave, but it's, it's still in that sort of alt oingo boingo kind of, uh, vein and, yeah. um, but, uh, so I, I want to give Pat Thrall his opportunity to, uh, to, to speak for himself here on his SoundCloud he says, this is the demo that Hughes Thrall and Peter Aykroyd pitched for the movie. I forgot that Peter Aykroyd also wrote this yeah. part. Um, he says, it was declined. There has been a version posted on YouTube claiming to be the Hughes Thrall demo, but it wasn't. Here for the first time, it is finally posted. The guy that mixed it had been awake for a week on cocaine. It is one of the worst mixes ever. And as you heard in a little snippet, yeah, he's not wrong. Like the, the vocals are just crunched down and you can't hear anything, but yeah, but also I, I have no idea where uh, Pat Thrall pulled this from. Maybe this is some sort of like a, a reel to reel tape that he's had in his studio that he just came across in the, the closet or something. So it, it could have degraded uh, pretty, pretty uh, heavily too since then. Um, but it's just, it's so cool to hear, and I think it, it it came on the heels of us having the discussion with Ross. I don't want to give away what that discussion is. I, w- I want that to be Ross's uh, big reveal. Mm-hmm. But we started talking about alternate universes and and where things could have gone in, in certain ways. And hearing these little things, like reading the old scripts, uh, hearing these demos, um, looking at storyboards and, and things like that, where you kind of see where the movie evolved from is still one of the things that I really enjoy doing. Like I, I love dissecting the making of this movie uh, almost 40 years later. It's, it's kind of insane to, to be doing that, but, um, but we, we still need to figure out who did those other demos and we still need to hear those yep. other demos in their entirety. So Adam, <laughs> hey, I don't know who else, who else out there 
has the the detective know-how to figure this out. Um, yeah, maybe maybe somebody at some point will be able to talk to the Sony Music Group, and they can go through all the music cue sheets and and figure it out for us. Or maybe Peter Bernstein. Yeah, maybe Peter Bernstein maybe. would know. Um, but at any rate, man, that was cool. I I I loved I loved hearing that. I loved seeing every, everybody's responses to it. Um, and I, I just, I love learning things about the movie that we didn't know before. That's kind of what the beauty of this all is. Yeah, let's do I mean, that instead of dissecting the trailer. Let's learn something yeah, let's new that. about the 84 film. I, I haven't had time yet, but I'm a little curious then about, like I said, it's going to take some time to go back and find some old, uh, interviews and quotes and stuff like that. But I'm really curious about, um, uh, uh, things like, um, uh, there is a, yeah, who can you call? There is a there is the line, who can you call? Yeah. And funnily enough, Ray Parker Jr., that's one of the things he says uh, at the end of the his song. He, exact same thing, not who you're going to call. He says, who can you call? Well, and he, he takes credit having watched TV late at night and seeing the, the Exterminator uh, commercial yeah. and thinking like, oh, the jingle would need to be who you're going to call. Um but yeah, yeah. Did, is there is there a world where he heard this and was inspired by it, and and it became the predecessor to the theme song that we now know and love? That's also or, true. Yeah. Or the other thing is, is like for example, did Dan or maybe Peter have notes that got handed around? Like they didn't see, they hadn't seen the movie, right? Like it's did, true. Uh, you, could, you couldn't go screen the movie. You just had like. So here's, here's all these things. Yeah. What was it distilled and is Peter part of Peter's credit? Like, uh, you know, uh, did he uh, write some of this stuff? Like the, who you're going to call the, the, who can you call? Uh, that, like I said, that may have been a consistent note to both Ray Parker Jr. And, uh, uh Hughes and Thrall is, you know, there's, they're going to have a TV commercial and all that. Cause he, this whole thing plays a lot like the TV commercials talking at you. Right. Like, yeah. Um, again, he references Hughes and Thrall's, talk more at the ghost whereas ray parker jr talked more at the person who's having trouble <laughs> with the ghost but there's a lot of overlap right like That's you know being true, stuck, yeah. there's somebody living in your house that shouldn't be there like you want to get rid of them to, uh, that so I, I, like I, I, I totally that was lost on me until you just mentioned it but yeah this whole song is written as if the ghost is listening to it like you got it coming buddy i don't care if this used the, to be your house i don't care if this used to be your office you gotta get out of here the chorus the 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 choruses are talking to the people who own the house. Uh, it's like Ghostbusters. We believe you. It's the Ghostbusters talking to you know Ghostbusters. Uh, 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 shout out to uh, Jim uh, Jim Maritato, by the way. Uh, yeah, because he transcribed. He uh, he dis- uh, transcribed everything here. But so I'm just reading off it. Like you know Ghostbusters, we trap and put him away. Right. Like so the chorus is all the Ghostbusters and their commercial. But all the verses are talking to the ghosts, right? Um, actually, no. Verse two is actually kind of still talking to the person, but verse three is talking at the ghost, That's, right? Yeah. Like, which world are you going to live in? Make up your mind. Like, uh, and if you don't, you know, <clears throat> it's actually there's the weird line: "We're coming to get you. Don't be afraid." It's like uh, <laughs> you just. There's a line here about trapping me. Okay, I guess I'm not afraid. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to pull it up now so I can see it. But there was a line, and I, I didn't catch it until till Vink Maniac uh, transcribed it. But it was like, "Do you do you want to be a chicken or a man?" And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of <laughs> not oh, what is. the movie really is." But okay, yeah. I can see the structure now. So yeah, verse one and two is the commercial talking at the the people, right? Uh. Yeah, this is why it really feels like there may have been notes. An apparition walks through your wall, right? Walking through, the, like, again, the, um, and, and that's the line, how we get to the who you're going to call. The, the who you're going to call is only in there once, right? The who can you call. Who yeah. can you call, yeah. Actually, the whole verse ends in the same uh, rhyme structure there. I do like the line, line he lives in the kitchen, but he died in the hall. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm stereotypical Italian pizza chef. That's beautiful. I, that one made me, and it's right at the start of the song. It made me laugh so hard. But, uh, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, like I really got to get the other lyrics. It's a, I just, yeah. I have from hearing this one. I now suspect that the, uh, 
yeah, there was some stuff fed to them. I mean, obviously, it's not a, I mean, it's not a huge revelation, but it's very clear from reading the lyrics of this one that uh, premises and lines and all that were were kind of fed at to the 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 songwriters who then kind of transposed it uh, into their own style or sort of thing. But yeah, the first two verses is taught. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, verse two could be a demon or a bump in the night, right? Like, uh, so the bump in the night thing again is, is, uh, similar to a line in Ray Parker Jr. By the way, nobody listening get confused that I'm saying Ray Parker Jr. Ripped off Hughes and Thrall. What I'm saying is, is that I think there was a lot of, uh, uh, just notes fed to them that were the, yeah. s- the same notes went out to all the, and there's no way we're going to, uh, the only way I can back that up is for the love of God, we got to find that one that was used in the trailer. <laughs> so uh, and, and find out who did it. That's yeah. the other. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but by, yeah. So verse one and verse two is talking at, uh, is talking to the customer, but verse three is talking at the ghost and it comes after the breakdown where they're talking at the ghost. You're gone now and it's time to throw you out. Uh, we don't care if you used to own this house. We don't care if you used to live here once. We don't care if this used to be your room. <laughs> and then it goes into the rest of verse three. Like, you know, I, you know what? I, I don't know. Part of me was initially being kind of not hating on the song, but I was just kind of like, oh, well, this is very 80s. Again, uh, compared to Ray Parker Jr. put very much his kind of his uh, Detroit spin on it, which made I think makes it stand out a lot from... Uh, you know, a lot of the, yeah. the synth rock pop that was, was big in the early to mid eighties there. Um, yeah, but the more I, like I said, it's, it's catchy. Like that, that OEOEO is just still stuck in my head. Yeah, there's it a has couple shades of really of the, the run DMC, uh, version. Now that I yeah. think about it, like the hearing you, uh, talk about the lyrics, it's like, well, that's kind of very reminiscent of the run DMC rap, but yeah, it's, um, man, I really kind of like it. It's not, it's, yeah, it is a demo and I kind of wonder how much it might've tightened up. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, with some revisions and, and a studio recording, like, uh, release the Snyder cut. No, release the Hughes and Thrall cut. Let's see what this could have become. That first verse is, yeah, an apparition walks through your wall. He lives in the kitchen, but he died in the hall. Who do you talk to? <laughs> Who can you call? Ghostbusters will take care of it all. Ah, that is no, so good. Now I see why some of the songs in Nothing But Trouble became the way that they were, too. But yeah. that's a whole other story. Well, yeah, it's... All no, Peter Ackroyd, if I remember Peter, correctly. Yeah, yeah, right? So it's... um, I, Yeah, so credit where credit is due in the breakdown of this. I think that might... yeah. Might be Peter Ackroyd there. Uh, it's good. <laughs> I just wish we had a better copy. I actually spent a lot of time trying to like wash it through a bunch of. Yeah, of, it's uh, tough to dig much of anything just, out of there. Yeah, yeah. I kind of softened up, you know, kind of those top out peaks that it had, and you know, tried to kind of fluff up uh, some of the bass a bit more. There's only so much you can do, but uh, yeah, it's tough. But uh, um, well, let's 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 hear from you all out there, because yeah. I'm curious. I, it was very fun watching everybody's responses to uh, to this song, including Pat Thrall's on his own. You know, uh, being self-deprecating about the mix and everything. Um, I, I wonder how he kind of feels about it, uh, all things considered. But yeah, how how did you guys feel about the song? Hit us up. Let us know. Send us a voicemail. Send us a, a message on the the Twitter or the Instagram or the Facebook, and. Uh, yeah, we want to know. Um, but sorry, sorry, Chris, I, I got to cut it short because I do want to give us do some it. time just to throw uh, a quick shout out to our pal uh, Shogren, uh, who has a uh, show coming out uh, in November called Yes, Have Some. I, we'll let the other guys have some words with, with him about that, <laughs> uh, which will be at the Sugar Mint Gallery. Uh, check it out. We'll put it up in our social feeds. Um, he is a wonderful guy. Awesome artwork. He's working on a couple kids books now. Um, but, but check, check out that, that art gallery, uh, once it comes out, Go back uh, uh, to last fall when we had him on and he actually kind of hinted that this was in, was yes. in the works and, and, and it was a great interview d- with delayed him. him. So, um, yeah, so check, check that out great interview with him that you should go back and listen to um and then speaking of fan-made stuff we do have a couple of fan films that came out go check those out 13 doors of shandor which i think is still in the works but coming soon 
uh, trying to fill some gaps between the movies. Um, and uh, Ghostbusters Reanimated, which to my knowledge is one of the first sort of traditional uh, quote-unquote hand-drawn animated uh, fan films that we've seen. Uh, go go check that out. A lot of, lot of work went into those, um, so please do that. Um, and merch-wise, we missed out on the uh, Michelin Pit. Uh, mm-hmm. hope I, I hope I said that right, but they've got a clothing line coming out, uh, next month, uh, in July, July, August. Uh, uh if day is Monday, the 21st, when it drops, that is the day they said they'd be announcing it. Wasn't it? Or was it July 21st? Am I super confused now? I, it's been announced Well, with the, They've announced it with the photos and I don't know. It's, it's a very small niche boutique, uh, clothing line where there's like stay puff dresses and some Hawaiian shirts and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's all kind of grassroots, and it kind of came through through social media. Like we got looped into multiple posts. So yeah, um, so stay tuned if if that's especially the the Hawaiian shirts the look kind of tiki uh, themed. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. I, I bet they will be of interest to a lot of people out there. Um, yeah, shout out to Evelyn Thirteen uh, from the Ghostbusters British Columbia because uh, she's the one who hit me, hit me to it. And oh, uh, yeah, those dresses are one hundred percent Evelyn Thirteen. I've I've been in L.A. Uh, was it for FanFest or was it for the, no, it might've been for the premiere or something like that. And she was down and she went off to Disneyland and she like full on, uh, uh, you know, did the, what do you call it? The dressing up for Disneyland. The that people bounding. The, yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. She, yeah. And, and any vintage style dresses and stuff like that, especially the more pop culture, uh, flavored ones and all that very much her thing. So she was, oh, <laughs> This is probably one of those weird times for her where she's like, Ghostbusters should be nowhere near this thing and this 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 uh this fashion uh, uh line in store I'm aware of. But there it is. Okay. I should go tell that nerd Hey Stuart Hey nerd, there's a thing going on. Nerd. Uh <laughs> this started out as me thanking her and ended with me pretending to be her mocking me. I don't I really need to see a therapist, I think. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let me, let me reel you back in Stuart. I don't know where you are right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to save you. Uh, yes. It, no, no. I'm, I'm checking now. It launches June 21st today. The oh, day, there we go. If you're listening on the day it drops. Yeah. So, so uh, head to, uh, Michelin pit. So M I C H E L I N E P I T T.com. All one word. Uh, there you go. Check them out. Yeah. Uh, some purses too. I am 100%. I, I, <laughs> She, I posted it and Micheline's online and she, uh, she gave it a thumbs up and, and said, thank you. And I'm like, fair warning. I need to know how big the no ghost logo purse is. Cause I really have this thing about wanting to put a canteen in it and make it a canteen holder. So, uh, anyways, go, go, go now. Buy lots. Go. Buy now. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Spence is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional CrossFit. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, we did it. Some did way, we? somehow, we, we we reeled it in. We brought it in under an hour. Barely. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts this week? Oh, nothing. Just a happy belated Father's Day there, pal. Oh, hey, to you as well. That's Thank true. Thank you. We, uh, for everybody listening to this, uh, it'll be the day after Father's Day. And I, have yeah. no, I think we're going to get breakfast burritos. That's the only thing that I know we're doing. Yeah, it. we're we're talking in future tense about a something that happened in the it's past. It's very which is weird. Always weird. Um, Call the TVA. We're <laughs> anomalies. I don't know what's happening. I am. I was asked what I wanted to do, and I couldn't think of much. But what I think I may end up doing is, uh, we're gonna get up. We're gonna figure out breakfast somehow. I'm still not a hundred percent keen on 
going into restaurants and I haven't checked. Yeah. But, you know, we may, if it looks like, you know, we're two booths separate from, uh, from people or something like that, you know, maybe we'll hit an IHOP or something. But the plan is some sort of breakfast. And then I got a couple places in mind. There's an antique mall. One of those places where people like, you know, rent a stall in a larger building sort of thing. You ever been to anything yeah. like that? I don't know if LA ha- must have, LA must have something like that. Uh, but yeah, like it's just, um, I've been there before and it's, I know there's a lot of antique stuff and, and all that sort of thing, but there's also a lot of like, uh, guys that sell old collectibles and toys and all that. And I've seen some Ghostbusters and it's always fun too, cause they bring in new stuff. So that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to nice. do for my father's day is I'm going to have my mask on. I'm half vaccinated. I'm going to wander around, uh, in a dusty old, uh, 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 antique mall, and uh, yeah, see if I can maybe find myself some I don't know real Ghostbusters glasses. Or yeah, find find something, something that you can mark the day with by, uh, Ma- by walk away with. Yeah. My plan is to walk away with at least one Ghostbusters thing, and my backup is if if the mall doesn't have it, we'll swing by Toy Traders in Langley, and I'll buy something new instead. Yeah, some new Ghostbusters go. thing. Nice. Oh man, yeah, that'll be fun. That's right. I forgot you you get your uh, second shot here pretty soon too. You're coming up on that, right? They're talking about, uh, well, it's about timing and dates and all that sort of yeah. thing. Uh, I don't know how long between the first one and the, I'm coming up, it's been a month, so maybe, but they all people talk like, oh, you need to leave it for three months. And I was like, Ugh. three months. Oh we're, yeah. We're, we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to go save, uh, a grandmother from, uh, <laughs> Some sort of cabin fever induced uh, rage. So bouncing uh, off the walls. Yeah. So I'm oh, gonna have no. to. I gotta figure something out. But uh, you're getting pretty close. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully everybody out there is still. I know that uh, here in LA things are opening up again. Um, but uh, just be mindful. Be be careful. Be safe. Uh, be smart. And, you know, be smart about things. Don't just. <laughs> Things are not quite normal. Everybody's like, oh, everything's back to normal. Like, mm, uh, is it though? Is it, is it though? So, uh, particularly since in, you know, usual hubris style, just as everybody's like, well, things are getting back to better and more people are getting vaccinated. And so we should just kind of dial it back. And then uh, the we've, doctors we've are like, we've all seen a lot of <laughs> horror movies. We know when you think that Jason yeah. is dead and in the river. This is the, the well. The this is yeah. Uh, the the boring science version of that is happening already because one of the variants is like, yeah, yeah. It's nailing people that only got their first shot. Uh, you know, I only got mine a, uh, a month ago. They say it takes you know could take uh, uh, you know a couple of months to hit uh, maximum efficacy with the it w- even with the second shot. And I only got the one a month ago, and they're like, oh, here's a variant, and oh yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's punching some people in the nose who got their shot first shot. It's like, oh, oh great, yeah, okay, yeah. so let's just let's just stay the course. Everybody, a bit. be careful. That's all just, I want to say. Just please be careful. Um, I mean, if the whole wash your hands thing went out the window, we're just begging for it. Uh, oh my god, uh, that's anyway. true. Yeah. So, uh, so t- take take everything in stride. <laughs> uh, please be careful. Uh, we all want to make it to November and see that movie together uh, in a theater. Yes. That's that's the goal here. Let's so all uh, meet keep up that in, in mind. November. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, all right. Well, uh, next week uh, we're getting into July. We're going to start getting into some fun stuff. We got another Deep Peaks coming around the corner. Uh, we're going to start getting back into some building. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm so excited. I hope my laptop holds up when we're doing video recording. <laughs> we'll figure that out as we go. Uh, Speaking of deep peaks, uh, if you've ever been curious about getting the shirts and all that or picking up any of our patches, now is the time. Because without getting into too many details, a little bit of a technical upgrade uh, would never go amiss for the Ghostbusters cross rip. So uh, buy, some, buy some swag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please buy swag because somebody needs a new computer all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, we, so <laughs> we, we well, you know what? You you would never ask. I will I will ask flat out. Right, a lot of a lot of the overhead and a lot of the the hardware abuse and all that is is on your side of things. And both of us are very kind of laid back about the whole. Uh, <laughs> we don't really have a monetization model. That that's not what any of this is about, sort of thing. But you know, we put some some merch and some patches and you uh, uh, put the logo on uh, some things and we got the deep peak shirts and all that sort of thing and we've all been kind of you know 
you if you want it cool I, I'm, I'm here to say if you want it really seriously think about it because yeah i i, I <laughs> we've been doing this let's put it this way we've been doing this since 2015 uh computer hardware does not normally exist that long without uh, something falling off along the way so it's um, and and literally something fell off of my machine from so, 2011 that's been holding this podcast together. We're still, uh, we're still happy to be laissez-faire <laughs> about it. We, you know, no no pressure or anything. But if you've been listening, if you've been enjoying, and you want to keep listening and enjoying, well, you know, um, you know, pick yourself up a, a Deep Peak shirt or, yeah. a, or a, a, you know, one of our uh, Larry King uh, Mooglies. Uh, yeah, every little bit. Um, every little bit helps. Uh, we are supported by listeners like you. This like is much you. like we're, we're going to do a fundraiser here if I can't <laughs> pull up the bread to buy the new laptop uh, in a month or two here. But um, yes, oh, yeah, check. Got it. That means I got to start designing a book bag. Is that what PBS does? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get you a lovely tote bag at the ten dollar donation. And Actually, no, I will one hundred percent do that. I'm threatening now. Uh, go buy some cool stuff, or, or we're doing a or fundraiser, doing and I'm making I'm making book book bags. We're doing totes and CDs, just like NPR. Uh, but uh, yeah, ghostbustershq.net slash shop. That's where you can get everything or check us out on Etsy. That's where everything is up to. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, the, the laptop. I love your laptop. Don't don't fail on me now. We haven't been talking about you this whole time. Everything is cool. Goose frob. Goose frob. Uh, anyway, everybody, until next week, we'll see you all on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so It is stuck in my head. It is pretty catchy. Like once you listen to it a couple of times, on the first listen, you're like, "Ooh, oh boy, that's rough."